Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. And good afternoon. Good No, good morning. It's only 1115. I'm moving the day along. Isn't it five o'clock yet, Pat? Good morning. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk. And of course, this is our time that we get to talk to great professionals in and around the county, Dino Capistrani. Do we have the the uh, trumpets, Pat? No, they sold them. <laughs> <laughs> I was told before I walked in the door. <laughs> they, they were sold. I'm they sorry, are. Dino Capistrani. They are sold. Anyway, Dino Capistrani in with Concordia Visiting Nurses and Concordia Lutheran Ministries. And we're going to be talking about uh, National Home Care and Hospice Month today. And before we do, let me give you all the different ways that you can listen. Because, of course, you do have us on the radio. You do have us um, on the apps that you can put on your mobile devices, streaming on our website, podcasts on our website, and Alexa-powered devices. So I think that is the complete list for you kids to continue in our school. I, I don't. I always feel like I'm schooling everyone every time I tell them you that You almost list. sound like the PA system in homeroom <laughs> before you go to your class. <laughs> you need to be the bell. Ding, oh, ding. Sorry, I'm really dating myself. I don't even know if they do that today. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I should ask one of them. I don't know what they do. Yeah, mine are out of school and married. They don't know either. They don't know either. You, for, you could care less about the shifting of classes exactly. throughout the day. But. Been there. I know, been there, done it. All right, Dino Capistrani, welcome to the program. Thanks. Really good to be with you this month here. And you know what? This month, Tracy, is such a special month for us. You know, I'm, I'm kind of beaming here because it's the one month out of the year where we really can go ahead and celebrate our home care and our hospice caregivers. And uh, it is National Home Care and Hospice Month, November, all mm-hmm. month long. Yeah. And yeah. so we've been celebrating it in the office and acknowledging our people. And this is an opportunity for us to just simply talk about National Home Care and Hospice Month and how these great professionals take care of people in their own home. And you do such a great job at it, too. So I'm glad that you're Thank here you. to talk about it. And, and I know you, you say it is a very special month. And talk about, the, are you meeting Concordia Visiting Nurses or Concordia itself? Because you're two different arms of, of the same company. We are. You know what? We have two. You're right. There are two different arms. One is obviously bricks and mortar. We call it bricks and mortar. But it's facility-based caregiving. But on this particular show, if you will. We're talking about being in your home and it's home care providers. And so that is Concordia Visiting Nurses, Concordia Private Care, which is non-medical home care, light housekeeping, bathing, uh, you know, waking up in the morning, helping mm-hmm. tuck people in. And then also to hospice care, because a good portion of hospice care is done in one's home. And so we're really focusing upon those great professionals who go out. And you know what, Tracy, it truly is highly appropriate, if you can, that we want to take a few moments out of our day to celebrate these nurses, these therapists, nurses, aides, and other providers who have chosen to use their lives to help those even afflicted by COVID-19, as well as those who are infirmed, those who have had drastic surgeries, uh, total joint repairs, um, disabled, and even dying Americans. And so these great caregivers who come out in people's home, uh, in my opinion, their work is really no uh, is much nobler, if you will, and no group in society more deserving of respect and admiration than these home care 
caregivers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want to take this time here just simply to acknowledge them. And and I will jump on the bandwagon of that because right now, you know, we've been talking about COVID-19 for the past many, many months. And, and there are a lot of people on the front line. And, you're, and when we think of frontline workers, I think, my opinion is that we think of hospital workers. And, that's right. You know, they're, of course, Most, And they're deserve, deserving. Yes. But, you know, but that's what we've been seeing in a lot yeah. of uh, news media, uh, giving them acknowledgement. But you know what? There are people who are afflicted by this virus, if you will, in their own home, and they still need care. And of course, our caregivers have been doing this since March, been going into the homes. And we have a special, if you will, a task force of people who have all the proper cleaning equipment so that they can go ahead and make sure that their vehicle is clean before they go into the house. All their proper protective uh, masks and things that are that are important uh, and they're still seeing people even someone who has uh, been afflicted by COVID-19 uh, or have any other uh, comorbidities to take care of them in their home so that they can number one heal better but also too that they can be if you will quarantined from going ahead and spreading the virus to anybody else and you know what when you think about that Tracy they're heroes. I mean, they're going into environments that are different, sometimes not as safe. And of course, as we get into the much colder months, we have weather that makes it that much more difficult. And if you're an infirmed person and you can't get out to shovel your driveway or maybe sweep off your steps, um, the nurse, the aide, the therapist, or even the hospice care worker has to go through these barriers, if you will, inclement weather, high snow, uh, slippery sidewalks to still take care of people no matter what. And you know what? They're great heroes, and we're really glad tonight, today, if you will, to go ahead and acknowledge them. And I'm glad, again, that you're saying that they're heroes. I've also many, many times over the past many months have talked to individuals, and I've said, you know, you are on the front line. You are heroes, as you say. But you're also human beings, and you have to deal with this emotionally as you're going, whether you're in the hospital or you're one of the visiting nurses, like you're saying, with Concordia visiting nurses, you still have to mentally process all of that. Exactly. And then you you still do your job. And you also have to live your life. You know, we have many nurses who have uh, children in school, and of course, some of them have to go ahead and adjust their schedules to be able to either homeschool kids or depending upon, you know, the schedules that the children have going into schools. And also, too, they have their own set of anxiety, but yet they drop that, if you will. I don't know if they internally drop it, but they drop it to go out and take care of others who are afflicted with a variety of post-operations or uh, joint replacements or even that of COVID. So really, when you take a look at the stress that we're all experiencing here, these folks have magnitude of stress because they're out there taking care of people, sometimes with a highly contagious virus. And so they're great heroes, and we're just so pleased to be able to acknowledge them. Let me ask you a different question, and I'm wondering, in the way of government, what was the catalyst in government that that now allows people to be taken care of in their homes? Yeah, you know what? That's a great question here, because it did occur in 1999 here, and uh, the U.S. Supreme Court at that year, 1999, the Olmstead decision declared a constitutional right for all Americans to be cared for in their least restrictive environment. And that's our home. I mean, all of us, if we are ill or if we're not feeling well, being home is the safest place for us. And so consequently, many folks who are at home need skilled care, whether it's nursing care, therapists, or others. And healing at home is a great thing. In addition to that, Tracy, here, the National Governors Association declared in 2004 that long-term care is the greatest problem facing America and that home care really is the best solution to that problem. So for the last, if you will, 
since 2000, the last 20 years, uh, we have seen a huge rise in home health care, home care, and obviously hospice care in people's homes. And uh, it is really a great thing. Makes it challenging for the caregivers because they have to drive through bad weather, uh, neighborhoods, barking dogs, biting dogs, and a variety of other things to be able to take care of these people on an everyday they do it. We don't have a lot of call-offs. Even when weather is bad, they get up, they get moving, and they get going. And, and that's they great. do their job. Yeah. They certainly do. And, and when you talk about the dogs, I think about the many dogs at home that bring comfort to people when they're in their home that you don't get when you're in a hospital. Yes, you have some dogs that visit maybe. But you they're know, not your camera, dog. But they're not your dog. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, many years ago, we did an ad campaign, if you will, and we used a certain image of dogs, if you will, and they were these dogs that were sitting on the porch with a pile of newspapers or dogs that had a photograph of them with mail in their uh, in their mouths, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Here. And, you know, the topic that we would say is someone else is waiting for you to come home. And, you know, if you think about the time that you spend in a hospital, and, of course, today it's shorter than it was 20, 30 years ago, but coming home to your comfortable place or even your best friend, your pet, is a great process to be able to help you to heal and to get better. And so doing it in your own home is what our focus is at Concordia Visiting Nurses, Concordia Private Care, and of course, Good Samaritan Hospice. Let's take a look at medical advancements, if we could. The technology available in healthcare today. I mean, people tend to be living longer. Mm-hmm. I don't have the data in front of me, but mm-hmm. you know, more seniors are living longer, and when baby boomers are, are aging, the population, of course, yeah. is greater. So, how can healthcare in one's home be better? Well, you know, great question, uh, Tracy. And you know what? Growth in the um, in in the use of home care, if you will, is being driven by demographics being driven really by the graying of America. You know, we're seeing a gigantic population being that of the baby boomers. And of course, that group was born um, after World War II. And of course, it's a gigantic population. And you know, in years back, you used to say, they're beginning to get into the healthcare system. Well, today, they're in the healthcare system, and it's a huge blip. And so being able to go ahead and help them with the advancement of technology and cost effectiveness, and you know, we see that all the time, uh, particularly during a political year where we talk about healthcare and the need for healthcare and how to make it more affordable. Um, other forms of care um, are available too, and this makes it just much more easier and less expensive for insurance providers and the government, if you will, through Medicaid, through the state, and Medicare on the federal level um, to be able to have a better option to afford the care in one's home. It's a lot less expensive from the payer's perspective. Dino Capistrani with us, Concordia Visiting Nurses, Concordia as well, Concordia Lutheran Ministries, and we're talking about home care and hospice month being November. And so we want to bring attention to it. But I kind of want to ask this question too, Dino, if if you don't mind, because we've talked about this before. When we talk about Concordia, I think a lot of our minds go towards a certain demographic. Yeah. So is home care, is hospice just for those that are are above, we'll say 60, 65, whatever the number would be? Yeah, it's a great question. You're in a home care is not just for the elderly, Tracy, here, but um, has compatible importance to younger and middle-aged Americans. For instance, we're seeing a lot of folks in their 40s and 50s who may need to have a total knee replacement because they were catchers on their softball and and their high school years and their college years, and they kind of wrecked themselves, if you will, for being weekend warriors, much like myself, who's had (laughs) many orthopedic surgeries. But, you know, about 78 million baby boomers projected by 2020, according to the 2020 census, and a large percentage of them will begin to need help 
to remain independent in their own homes. And so consequently, Concordia has, if you will, two parts of care. Skilled nursing, personal care, independent living, which is independent living. It's not a health care need. But that's not always for everybody. Somebody may want to potentially be at home. Their kids or neighbors, their environment um, is familiar to them and helpful to them. And that's where we come in to be able to help them at home. And if by chance they're at end of life, and, you know, there's a lot of thought that goes through what they're thinking about, the legacy they'd like to live. Their families become that much more important to them. So healing at home for home care or actually being in hospice care at home is a great thing. And that's where our caregivers come in to help them out. Did I miss this? I'm, I'm sorry. Were you talking about the federal programs at one point? I'm not sure if there were any federal programs that, that um, help out in, in this you know what, the, the federal programs that we have available to us really is through Medicare. You know, a lot of, uh, about, about 20, 30% of the cases that Concordia Visiting Nurses has is Medicare. So consequently, it's people over the age of 65. Okay. But managed care, being that of either UPMC Healthcare or Allegheny Health uh, Network, or even that of Highmark and a variety of other healthcare insurances pay for that. Hospice care, Tracy, is 100% federal, being 100% Medicare. And it's an insurance benefit for individuals who are in need of having that end-of-life care, uh, comfort care, if you will. And of course, through Concordia Private Care, most of it is private pay, unless you have some long-term care insurance to be able to help you out or to supplement you, or if you qualify via income levels, the Area Agency on Aging has a variety of programs that you can take advantage of, including veterans benefits, which is a great asset for those who are in need. Absolutely. So let's talk about Concordia Lutheran Ministries. Uh, I know that the, the company, the organization offers a lot of services at their facilities, right, right. Uh, but you're talking about people in their homes. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's always, it feels like a contradiction, although does, you do it? a great job both in both directions. So talk about that if you don't mind. Well, you know, when, when you take a look at Concordia Lutheran Ministries, we're really coming close to, if you will, 150 years of service. And, you know, we started off as an orphanage. And of course, when the times changed, where orphanage were, if you will, that's a proper way of using the plural, Mm -hmm. but when they were phased out and people were more into foster care, Concordia transitioned into elder care. And of course, we've always been known of being able to take care of people in our own home, meaning Concordia Lutheran Ministries home, being that skilled nursing, personal care. But you know what, Tracy, that's not for any, or for everyone, if you will. In most cases, home care is the preferred, preferred form of health care for millions of Americans as they go through their lives. And so in 1998, when we first started Concordia Visiting Nurses, the leadership of Concordia sat back and said, we need to take care of people no matter where they're at. And of course, home care began at that time there. And then shortly after that, we had private duty care being that of Concordia Private Care. And then of course, lastly after that was Good Samaritan Hospice. And we have another hospice provider uh, down in Washington, PA, and that is Concordia Hospice of Washington, which has its own inpatient unit, much like we have here in Cabot. So being uh, contradicting to the services, no, actually it's more of a gelling of services. We take care of you in our own home or your own home. And that's a great way for us to go ahead and expand the mission. 
Can you talk about the continuum of care for a moment? I know we're talking about home care, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, there, there is this path that one can take, and they could stay with Concordia for quite some time. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're blessed to be able to have, if you will, a full continuum of care. If you have no health issues, but let's suppose that you are just absolutely tired of shoveling snow and cleaning your gutters and worried about falling down, which is a great fear for seniors during icy inclement weather here. We have independent living where you can go ahead and stay in our beautiful apartments and you have uh, activity services, you have a dining room, uh, but also too, if you are in need of having some kind of health care, limited if you will, uh, there is personal care where you have some independence, but yet there is a nurse on staff to be able to tend to you if you need it, medication management and things of that nature. Then of course we have skilled care, which is truly skilled care where you are in need of 24-7 nursing care. But within that skilled care, Tracy, part of our continuum is short-term rehab, meaning that if you had a total knee or total hip, or let's say you had some health problems with your heart, uh, you can go into rehab for a couple weeks and then go home. And because of Concordia's continuum of care, Concordia visiting nurses can follow you to your home utilizing the same treatments that were done in the facility for you now into your home. So the advantage of a continuum of care, which Concordia offers, is really so great. It's almost like a menu of services that you can choose based upon where you want to heal. And we'll just remind folks that the continuum of care can be for different ages. It's not just if you're 60 or 65 and older um, in case you broke your arm or you broke your leg or had a knee replacement at a younger age. I mean, of course, there's that care. But when we are talking about continuum of care for folks who are older, they may get to a point where they um, are going to make those end-of-life decisions while at Concordia. You have Good Samaritan Hospice associated with Concordia. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that organization? Absolutely. And, you know, it is a hospice Provider. And of course, how that works is that hospice care needs to be provided by a script from your doctor, very much like that of home health care. But the doctor prognosis, you know, God only knows this here, but the doctor will go ahead and state that your loved one or the person afflicted with whatever disease may have six months or less to live. And so therefore they qualify for that of hospice care. And hospice care is in addition to the comfort care uh, is be, is basically taking care of the patient and the family. So the legacy process is in place. Now at our cabin location, we have personal care, skilled nursing, independent living, but we also have an inpatient unit for Good Samaritan Hospice. And I believe it is a 10 bed unit where, you know, people may need to go ahead and take a vacation. Or if you have a family member who's getting married out of town and you're taking care of a loved one who's under hospice care, but you need respite care, it's it's attended, if you will, 24-7, and the care is there. Now, my mother-in-law, when she was towards her end of life, she spent uh, time in Butler Health System, and of course, at that point there, she was failing. She was 94 years of age, and she chose uh, Good Samaritan Hospice, and of course, she was placed in the inpatient unit, and my goodness, you know, I'm, I'm a talking head, so are you, but in this case here, we personally experienced the loving care hospice providers do, and it is phenomenal. They're truly called to the profession. They're not, it's not just a job. They went over and above tending to my mother-in-law, but most importantly to her kids, especially my wife, because she was the only daughter, and it was just a fabulous experience. And our inpatient unit is not only in Cabot, 
but we also have a inpatient unit in our Wexford house in Wexford, and we also have an eight-bed inpatient unit right in Heritage Valley Health System in Beaver. So it's a full continuum of care, and hospice care is a big part of it. And I'm glad you're here quite often throughout the year, not only the year, but you've been with us for a long time. And I'm glad that you are so because it's interesting whenever you have um, these topics that we talk about now we may hear them as listeners and then think, well, that's fine. You know, I'll, I'll put it in my noggin when I need it. When you're in the moment, absolutely, that's when you really need to hear it. So we could be reaching people at different levels of where they are in life right now because it's it's in the moment where it's tough to remember exactly all the things that you've heard. Yeah, you know what, Tracy, and that's exactly what happened to our family, including myself here. You know, day in, day out, I'm in the, the position, if you will, to be the director of communications, communicating the services that Concordia offers, particularly home care, hospice care, home health care. But until you are in need and until you you experience it, um, it is a great thing. And so fortunately for us, we have a great staff at Butler Health System with Dr. Savaji and her group who can go ahead and begin the conversation there. And then, of course, just like home health care, you have the choice to choose where you want your loved one to be, if it is home care. If they're still seeking curative care, then we have a service through Concordia Visiting Nurses called palliative care, where you have that same comfort care that you may have within hospice, but yet the curative care can still continue with the hope that you can get better. And Dr. Dylan Stein, along with Dr. Yeah, they're great. They're just great. Those two, I love talking to those two, and and it's an interesting dynamic that when you talk to them when you're not in the moment, you want to celebrate that they're around. And when they come around that corner when you're in the moment, it's like, uh uh-oh, here they come. But you know they're great. they are so um, calming, and and it's just a nice connection to be able to have. They are. And you know, when you're in that situation here, and again, we experienced it, even though I had a plethora of information about uh, the service services until you're in the moment here you're 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 shocked Mm -hmm. you don't know what to do and they those two fantastic physicians at our fantastic hospital uh, are just absolutely so great yeah Yeah. and so we work with them very closely both in palliative care and hospice care through concordia visiting nurses and that of good samaritan hospice i know we have about six minutes with you Mm -hmm. dino before i let you go and i know you always give us some final thoughts but just again give us that celebratory note of all the professionals that are out there yeah, you know what, Tracy, you know, home care and hospice nurses, our therapists, our aides and other providers who choose to use their lives to serve our country's aged, uh, our country's disabled and the dying are are truly heroes. I mean, you know, we hear that cliche, if you will, quite often during this pandemic here. But today I do want to go ahead and proclaim they are heroes. They do noble work here and this noble work deserves our recognition and praise as we celebrate November as National Home Care and Hospice Month. And, you know, I couldn't be any more proud to be able to go ahead and speak of them because right now they're on the road and the weather isn't always the greatest and they're out seeing patients. They're seeing people in need. And they're also, if you will, ministering to the family members who are confused, sometimes even scared. So they have to have great services. In addition to that, they have to have so many visits and during a day to be able to see all of our patients. So it's great work, not the easiest work, but tremendously noble. And we've got caregivers who are just so, I I look at them as angels because they truly do care for people. Can we talk about your faith-based aspect of Concordia? 
Absolutely. You know, Concordia's governance has always been based upon the teachings of Jesus Christ. We're supported by the Pittsburgh Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod congregations. That's our governance. But of course, we are independent, if you will, to be able to help out. And one of the things that Concordia has always done at our bricks and mortar facilities, personal care, skilled nursing, we have chaplains who roam the hallways, not aimlessly. (laughs) They have a purpose. (laughs) They know where they're going. But you know, they provide chapel service and they provide uh, uh, prayer support. And so, you know, about eight years ago, we thought, you know, this is great. It's wonderful for residents who are in our facilities. But, you know, we don't have anything like that for home care, for home health care. Well, today we do. We started a spiritual care program at Concordia Visiting Nurses, and we have a group of wonderful spiritual care counselors that if a patient on service with us is in need of talking to a pastor, we're not going to go ahead and convert you to Lutheranism or anything of that nature, but we're available to you, and it's free of charge. Your insurance doesn't get paid. Because of the regulations of the state, we need to have an order from a physician to do uh, spiritual care, but there hasn't been one single physician who has denied that service because they recognize spiritual care is just as important as physical care. And the same thing holds true in our hospice care facilities where we have um, chaplains who go into people's homes as well as being in our inpatient units. So the spiritual care of our health care continuum is very strong and very bold. And I, I'm glad that we bring it up because I'm not sure if a lot of people know that they need to ask their doctors for a script to be able to get that service, although that service is a part of what you do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they don't have to ask. Actually, what would be, would we would be contacting uh, the physician to be able to say, you know, oh, okay. so-and-so okay. is interested in spiritual care. Would you write an order? But in most cases, Tracy, and when this is fantastic here, we have, we have blanket orders from a variety of physicians, um, meaning that they have given permission that if someone, a patient or a family member, wants to see one of our spiritual care counselors, that the service can begin. So that we're we're compliant with the state to have an order. But doctors are wonderful in a sense, particularly in all of our communities, how they realize that that's a great service. And so they give blanket orders to be able to provide spiritual care. Before you go, let's talk about where we can get more information online. Absolutely. Um, You know, I'm going to go ahead and just share with you the main Concordia website, which is www.concordialm, as in lutheranministries.org. And in there, you'll learn everything about our continuum of care. And if you go into Concordia Visiting Nurses or Good Samaritan Hospice, you'll notice our educational websites, too, that are pretty helpful. So again, in our last minute or Mm -hmm. two, what would you like to leave with us as we're talking about National Home Care and Hospice Month with Concordia Visiting Nurses and Concordia Lutheran Ministries? Yeah, you know, if you have a home health care provider coming to your home, uh, whether it's from us or another agency, because a lot of great agencies are in our community, you have freedom of choice to choose whomever you wish, but thank them. Tell them thank you for what you do and what they're doing for anybody who is in need of care, skilled care, in their own home, because this is the month, even though we se- celebrate them every month at Concordia Visiting Nurses, this is the month where they have the platform, and we want to go ahead and acknowledge them. It is November. Again, it is National Home Care and Hospice Month. I can say happy Thanksgiving to you. I know it's been an odd year, yeah, but yeah. still Thanksgiving is, thank you. is Same you know, you. this month, of course, so happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank so. you, Tracy. All right, and thank you, Dana, for coming in. You're welcome. My pleasure. All right.
Thanks so, so much for joining us, folks. We are out of time for this particular segment for Let's Talk, but you can listen to this segment again on our website in its entirety as our podcast for the day. So you go WISR680.com, you pick Programs, and then Let's Talk, and then look for Concordia. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.